Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Dana's Duo, written by Caitlin Lynch. A Menage a Trois Romance Dana's been crushing on Drew Fisher for as long as she's been working at his company. His gorgeous head of security, Lex Bradshaw, occupies her dreams as well. But even in her wildest dream, she never expected to be propositioned by both of them, together. This short novella contains lots of hot two-on-one action, as Dana gets all her wildest fantasies fulfilled and discovers some new kinks she never even knew she had. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Dana's Duo. Chapter 1 Thank you, but no. Graham Harding, the man whose offer of coffee Dana had just turned down, looked completely blank, as though he couldn't comprehend her words. It's just coffee. And I just don't want any. So thank you for the offer, but no. She turned to walk away, brought up short by the sweating hand that landed firmly on her upper arm. Tea? No, thank you. The grip tightened, pulling her back to face him. Why not? I'm in human resources. I've seen your file. You said you were unattached. Not lying on your intake form, were you, sweetheart? Graham backed her towards a wall. Dana tried to wrench her arm free of his grip, unsuccessfully. The bastard was strong. I wasn't lying, she snapped by now thoroughly sick of this jerk. But you know what? Even single girls have the right to say no. There was that ridiculously uncomprehending look again, and this time she failed to restrain the impulse to roll her eyes. I don't want to get coffee with you. I don't want to go on a date with you. I don't want to sleep with you. I'm not interested. Dana spoke slowly, as though trying to get the message through to a very small child. Why not? I don't owe you a reason. What she thought was, because you're short, fat, balding, twice my age, and married, you creep. He wasn't the only one who got to see personnel files. Dana's job in computer support meant she had access to nearly all the company's files. After the third time this twit asked her out, she checked up on him. This was the fifth time. Only this time he'd managed to catch her alone, coming out of the server room in the basement. Wait, what was he doing down here anyway? Suddenly, Dana started to feel afraid. You're just playing hard to get, you little slut. Graham pushed her back towards the wall and went flying, his hand ripped off her arm as he was thrown roughly against the opposite wall. You ever fucking speak like that to a lady again, and I'll hunt you down and carve you into tiny little pieces. It was the company's head of security, Lex Bradshaw, looming over her assailant like some dark angel of mercy. Dana shrank back against the wall, clutching at her arm, a little stunned by how terrifying he looked. Six foot four and about three feet across the shoulders, Lex Bradshaw was rumored to have been a former Navy SEAL. She quite believed it, 
In fact, she'd tried to check it out, but his file was almost completely void of information on his background, which perhaps wasn't surprising, since he was best friends with the company's founder and CEO, Drew Fisher. Are you all right, miss? I heard what he was saying to you. Ignoring Graham for now, Lex turned to look at Dana. I'm fine, she gasped, a little stunned at being face to face with the men she'd been crushing on silently for months. She'd never been within ten feet of him before. He was even more gorgeous up close. The company's uniform polo shirt stretched tight over his broad shoulders and thickly muscled biceps. His chiseled cheekbones drawn in sharp relief as he looked down at her with a concerned expression. Do you want to press charges? His tone was calm and even. Dina thought about it, but in the end, shook her head. Graham had a nasty fright, and he was most definitely going to lose his job anyway, because there was an absolute no-harassment policy at the facility, and she now had an unimpeachable witness. She somehow doubted that she'd ever set eyes on the jerk again. Get out of my sight, Lex growled and Graham scraped himself off the floor where he'd been thrown and ran as fast as his chubby little legs would carry him. Lex turned back to look at Dana again, and to her astonishment, lifted gentle fingers to touch her upper arm lightly. Think you're gonna get a bruise there, doll. Oh, I, um, maybe. I'll be fine. It's fine, really. Oh, hell, now she'd been reduced to a stuttering idiot. It isn't fine, miss. Please, I'm happy to escort you to the company medical office, or maybe drive you to your own doctor or the emergency room, Lex disagreed. Dana. Hmm? Lex looked confused. It's Dana, not miss. Please. Well, his beautiful smile bloomed, throwing his cheekbones into even sharper relief and flashing a completely unexpected dimple in his chin. In that case... I'm Lex. She laughed shyly. I know who you are, sir. Lex. Lex. Those blue eyes. Ugh, he was devastating. Dana just stared helplessly up at him. He tilted his head slightly, a black curl tumbling onto his forehead. Well, if you won't let me take you to a doctor, would you please come with me to file an internal complaint against Mr. Harding? The sooner I have him off the premises, the better I'll like it. I can do that, she agreed, still dazed by the sheer impact of his good looks in such close proximity. Her desk neighbor, Eleanor, was never going to believe this, Dana thought with an inward smirk. She and Ellie had both been crushing on Lex for months now, ever since they both started work at Fisher Inc.'s headquarters at the same time. Normally it would go through HR, but since Harding works there, I'll handle it personally. Come on up to my office and we'll create the report, and I'll take it straight in to Drew. Lex's fingers curled gently under her elbow, but he didn't pull. Just nudged her gently towards the elevators and waited until she began to move before he started to walk alongside her. We'll have him off the premises before close of business today, Dana. I promise you. I'm not afraid of him, she claimed though the way she'd felt when she realized Graham had caught her alone in the basement still sent a tiny tremor up her spine. I can see that, Lex drawled, amusement in his tone. You were certainly giving the little creep a good tongue-lashing when I intervened. 
Mom always did say that I could talk my way out of trouble most times. Dana grinned mischievously up at him. Most times. Lex looked down at her as they stepped into the elevator. He'd seen her around a few times now, darting in and out of offices, fixing computers and making the place run smoothly. She was probably average height at around five foot six, but that was pretty tiny next to his height. She certainly wasn't fragile. Delicious hips curving out her close-fitting black pants and a generous cleavage, of which he was afforded a superb view from his height vantage. He leaned over to punch the button for the executive floor, getting a little closer to Dana. Dana inhaled, breathing in a disturbingly delicious scent, warm musky mail and very nice cologne. Oh boy, he smells good. Well, that's very kind of you, Dana, Lex drawled, and to her utmost horror, she realized she'd said that last thought out loud. I'm gonna run away now. I don't really think you've got anywhere to go. His firm lips quirked with amusement. Considering we're in an elevator, and I don't think you should go back to your desk until I've sorted out the Harding situation. Dana groaned and dropped her head back against the wall of the elevator. I'll just quietly die of embarrassment right here, then. Lex moved, and she opened her eyes to find him standing before her, one hand braced on the wall beside her head, his bright blue eyes gleaming down at her. I'm cool with it. You can sniff on me all you like. Dana couldn't help a slightly nervous giggle thinking how very different Lex's light flirting made her feel to Graham's creepy pursuit. Maybe it was because she only found one of them attractive, she thought, concentrating on keeping the words to herself this time. It's a very nice cologne you're wearing, she admitted. He smiled and took his hand off the wall, stepping back as the elevator doors pinged open. He made a gallant gesture for her to go out ahead of him, which she did, but she then wasn't sure which way to turn to get to his office. This way. Again, Lex's fingers brushed very lightly under her elbow, guiding her to turn right. Dana turned and found herself walking in step with him along a plush carpeted corridor. He was shortening his steps to walk with her, she realized, and smiled slightly. He might not be HR, but he was still doing a very good job of putting her at her ease. Except for the fact that his very masculine presence was thoroughly unsettling, and would have been no matter what situation they happened to meet in. Lex's office was large and surprisingly homey. Dana had somehow expected it to be austere and formal, but there was a large squashy couch to one side, as well as a more formal office table and chairs, and a shelf of well-thumbed books beside the desk. He had his own coffee machine, which he set running even before closing the door and gesturing Dana to take a seat before the desk. Why don't you tell me in your own words just how Graham Harding has been bothering you? Lex asked quietly, taking his own seat and watching Dana. She looked down at her hands, twisting them together in her lap slightly. I suppose it started a few days after I started working here, actually. Lex felt slightly sick when she finished talking. How the hell had he not become aware of this earlier? Working in HR, that asshole had definitely abused his position to harass and pursue Dana, and quite possibly other women as well. 
Lex didn't care to think about what might have happened if he hadn't spotted Harding going down the stairwell to the basement and followed him out of sheer curiosity as to what business the man might have down there. I'm so sorry, Dana, Lex apologized sincerely. This should never have been allowed to happen. I'm sure you realize that Harding being in HR means he slipped through the cracks. I do, and I don't hold it against Fisher, Inc., honestly. She lifted large brown eyes to him and nodded earnestly. I should probably have bypassed him and gone to... to... Me. Security means internal security as well as external. Our people have to feel safe to do their work. Lex finished typing on the form he'd been filling in as they worked, turned his laptop towards Dana. Have a look through. If you feel it's complete, I can print it out for you to sign. She had a very adorable habit of nibbling on her lower lip as she read, he noted, winding a long curly strand of brown hair around a slender finger, and then unwinding it again. Lex wondered how those springy curls would feel in his own fingers, and how those plump, soft lips would taste under his own. Drew will like her, he thought, and grinned to himself. Drew will like her a lot. Dana nodded finally, pushing the laptop back towards him. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. Harsh, but true. With this on file, you can still press charges if you decide to later, Lex said, hitting keys to print the document out. Okay, sign here, please. He added his own scrawling signature as witness beneath hers. All right, let's go see Drew. He'll tear up Harding's contract, and I will take great pleasure in escorting him off the premises personally. The thought made her smile, and she followed Lex out of the office and just a few steps further along the hallway. A blonde secretary in, Dana estimated, her mid-fifties, looked up and smiled at Lex. Is Drew free, Allison? He'd make time for you anyway, but yes, go right on in. Allison looked curiously at Dana. Dana Moretti from Computer Services. Lex introduced her, but didn't say why she was there. A light touch under Dana's elbow guided her forward, and Lex opened the door without knocking and ushered her into the office. It was a corner office, of course, with the most spectacular view of the city skyline Dana had ever seen. She gaped unprofessionally at the view for a moment, barely noticing the man rising from his desk to greet them, until he stepped closer and her eyes snapped to him, taking in his height and good looks. Drew Fisher was the light to Lex Bradshaw's dark, blonde where his friend was fair, clean-shaven while Lex rocked a more bad boy six o'clock shadow. To make a judgment call on which of them was better looking was way beyond the ability of mere mortals, Dana decided, looking from one to the other of them in something of an overwhelmed daze. Drew looked at Lex curiously before turning his attention to Dana, taking her in with a long look of masculine appreciation, though he spent most of the stare on her face, and she didn't feel in any way creeped out by the attention. Lex? Drew said at last, questioningly. This is Dana Moretti, Drew. She's a very capable technician from our computer support division, and I've just discovered that she's been having a major harassment problem with Graham Harding from HR. Drew's casual demeanor underwent a sharp change. His pleasant smile vanished, replaced with a look of horror. What? My God! Looking back at Dana, he gestured to a grouping of comfortable chairs near the window. Please, Dana, have a seat and tell me about what's been happening and what we can do to help. 
I've already got it under control, Drew, Lex said, though yet another of those light touches on Dana's elbow told her that she should sit where Drew had invited her. Lex held out the papers he was holding, and Drew accepted them. I witnessed a pretty ugly incident quite by chance. We've got all the details down there. I just need your countersignature, and I'll go escort Harding out of the building. Drew didn't even bother to read the paperwork, just plucked a pin from the breast pocket of his shirt and signed on the last page. Dana realized he must have absolute trust in Lex. There you go, buddy. Get him out of the building. Dana can stay safely here with me until he's gone. With a nod, Lex left them, and Drew took a seat opposite Dana, smiling at her warmly. It was kind of like being bathed in sunlight, she thought inconsequentially, then realized he'd asked her something. Sorry, what? Would you like some coffee? Oh, no, thanks, I'm good. Dana sat there feeling awkward while Drew made small talk. He was obviously trying to put her at ease, but she was entirely aware that she was only in his office because of something that had gone wrong at his company. He was probably hoping to avoid a lawsuit, so she made vague responses to his polite conversation, trying not to look at him, at the concern in his blue eyes. When Lex returned, she jumped gratefully to her feet. He's gone? Good. I really have to get back to work. Servers won't look after themselves, you know. Lex and Drew shared a look she didn't see, and then Lex said, That's fine, Dana. Will you do something for me, though? Just program my personal number into your phone and call me if you have any more trouble. She agreed to that, fished out her phone, and programmed in the number he dictated to her. Any problems, Dana? Please call, he said, his voice quite gentle. Thanks, I will. She offered him and Drew a distracted smile and hurried out. What did you say to her? Lex asked the moment the door closed. Nothing. Drew stood up to pace, running a hand through his hair distractedly. She's gorgeous, but I was hardly going to make a move right now when she'd just been harassed by another employee. All right, all right. Cool your jets. Lex put a steadying hand on Drew's shoulder. We don't even know if she'd be open to the suggestion. We'll give things a couple days to settle, and then I'll drop by and check up on her. Drew sighed, puffed out his cheeks, looked at his best friend with a wry grin. Geez, man, you really threw me for a loop there for a minute. When I saw you come in with her, I thought for a moment I was getting an early birthday present or something. Lex's blue eyes went very wide before he started to laugh. Ever the optimist. Drew gave him a wry look, and Lex leaned in to kiss him. Soon, I hope. I liked her very much, and I knew you would too, but I don't think she's the kind of girl we want to rush. I hate you when you're right. But Drew turned to face him, slipping his arms around Lex's lean waist. I'm usually right. I know, you asshole. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Dana's Duo. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.